Welcome to Global Premier Football Podcast. Um, this is, I don't know, second or third week of 2022. This is Shaquille. I'm uh, TV right here. Uh, let's get into it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Hope you've had uh, a nice weekend uh, full of some in- interesting games. And for me as a Chelsea fan, boring games. So, But uh, we're here to talk about it. And... Uh, yeah, let's get it going. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, City versus Chelsea. I mean, I I watched the entire game and um, I mean City was uh, was top notch. And um, let's get uh, into what what do you think Chelsea was lacking that day? I think in that game we lacked almost everything. Um, I don't even know how to classify our performance in that game. It was lethargic. It was so. It was not. It was not what you you we used to see from Chelsea. You know the energy in the team, the desire to match City. You know for City's type of play. You know, uh, I I was I, I was really uh, not uh, happy with the performance of the team. You know in general, um, the I don't even know if I if I should. I mean, in the tactical aspect of the game, because that's where the game is played. It's all about the tactics of the game, uh, the formation of the of the team. It's a formation that they've been playing uh, mm-hmm. since took you know took over. So, but tactically, um, the the movement of the players were very poor. Uh, it's like they didn't know what to do with the ball when we had the ball. Um, Players, we are being isolated in, in in very very tough positions and dangerous positions on the field of play. Players, we are being isolated, and that really affected the team. And of course, City are always out for business. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. Uh, but you you mentioned formation, and let's start with the goalkeeper, Mendy. Of course, not with the team. Um, and I thought Mendy. He not being here there was is a big change for the team. Well, although the the keeper did a good job, um, but but Mendy he he brings a different aura to the team. Uh, what do you think, Mendy not being there? I mean, Mendy was just voted the best goalkeeper in the world, you know, for twenty twenty one, and uh, and since he left for the for the African Cup of Nations with Senegal. Uh, you know, uh, Kepa had kept some games, uh, you know, uh, in the in the League Cup or the Carabao Cup, and also in the FA Cup games. But uh, and um, I remember Tuchel saying that he di- he didn't uh, find uh, he doesn't find um, Kepa nervous, you know. But uh, I I saw some some. Some things that yes wouldn't have happened if Kepa was there. Uh, sorry, if Mendy was yeah, there, yeah. you know. Um, the, if you can remember, there was an, a, a time that Kepa played the pass through the middle, and we literally lost it. Just that Man City did not capitalize on that, yeah, yeah. you know, to score. And then his clearance as well, which led, you know, which we did not win the second ball, and then leading to Kevin De Bruyne scoring the goal. And I was, after the game, you know, when the goal is scored, you, you see the replay, 
you know, the, 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 you know, in the slow motion, you know, picture, you see that Kepa's movement as well, uh, you know, prior to the shots, you know, coming in. I mean, I don't really blame him much because there should be, there were bodies in front of him. But as well, I think maybe if Mendy was there, maybe it, it wouldn't be a goal, mm -hmm. you know, because the game, the goal was not as safe. Uh, De Bruyne played, you know, like found the, the top, the, the bottom corner. Yeah. You know, it was actually in between a quarter of the, of the, you know, of the post and where, and where the goalkeeper was and, mm -hmm. and he wasn't able to save it. You know, I, I don't take the blame on him completely, but I think, you know, that goal shouldn't have, Should have been scored. Yeah. yeah. One more thing with the, with the, with the keeper and... The defenses they were, Chelsea was playing too deep. Like they they had ball in in their defense a, a lot of times. And as the commentator mentioned, they were playing with fire. And I did not understand why Chelsea was trying. Whether it was the pressure from the from City or was it just like they wanted to play more in 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 defense? Yes. Well, if you look at Man City's transitioning, right. When, when they play out from the back, they are not a long ball team, you know, they play out from the back, but their transition, theirs is quicker than Chelsea's. Chelsea is slow, Chelsea gives opposition times to close them down, Chelsea allows, uh, uh, the players allow, you know, you know, slow and lethargic passing, movement without the ball is one of the most faulty areas of this Chelsea team in the past five games, let me just put it that way. Movement of the ball, the quick movement of the players to create space in order for the player that has the ball to play the pass, play simple, maybe play two touches. And to play two touches, there must be quick movement without the ball. But when you have extra touches, extra touches, players are moving and moving into the wrong position or moving out of position. And when you play the ball, opposition is already on you. And what happened, you just miss it. Because Man City, when they press, they press very, very well. They press collectively. They don't press one man goes and the rest watch and see what will happen. They press collectively. So once the player is moving, the other player is reading where the possible pass is going to, what happens? They're all going in there and they're winning the ball from there. And that's what they did to Chelsea. And Chelsea could not find a way out from that. Yeah, that, that is true, yeah. What do you think playing away? Like me personally, I thought from the start of the game, um, City had edge over uh, Chelsea because of the fans and the the entire atmosphere of the of the stadium. Uh, Chelsea was fine for, for like first ten minutes. They had a few chances, and then like the same thing happened in the second half. But like after ten minutes, they were pretty much dead. Like as if they don't want to play. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea is such a big team that it's not about uh, playing away or, or home, you know, and Man City has become a big team as well, you know, going from when they were purchased by, you know, uh, by the City group uh, to, to, you know, the, when, they, when they had their new purchase, you know, the, 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 the Milonias came in and they, they purchased the team, just like Chelsea is owned by Villonia as well. Um, sorry, they are owned, Man City is also owned by Bologna. But what I'm saying is Man City has come of age to now become a big team in England, you know, title contenders, you know, for the past uh, 
will I say, eight seasons now. You know, they've been title contenders all the time. It's either they are first or they are second. And most of the times, I think uh, if they win this time, it will be their five titles. Sorry, I think their sixth title, you know, in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. And wh why I'm saying this is that it's not all about you playing, you know, away or home. If you are a big team, if you are a team that spent lots of money on players, if you're a team that spent, uh, you know, uh, that has the best managers in the world, you go and you win in any stadium. You know, it's not like uh, um, you just go and then you're being suppressed because of the chance or because of the noise from the opposition fans. No, you're there. This, these are two elephants, you know, fighting and, you know, fighting for three points. And uh, City ended up coming out on top. And, and I think Chelsea were not affected because, of, um, because they were at City's home ground. It's just because they were not, they were not in the game. They did, not, they did not actually play football on, on Saturday. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about the, the, the next game that happened today. But let's go back. The morale, the Chelsea team's morale was low from start. Um, what do you think there is something going on in the dressing room or and uh yeah like are players happy with each other or what's going on like i it looked like they're they're not playing collectively even on saturday yes there's no collective play in the team you everyone can see that um I don't like, you know, you know, uh, picking up on individual players because it is a team game. But also, we we need to know and or remember that once the piece of the puzzle is not there or it's not working, mm -hmm. everything falls apart. Mm -hmm. So it's a team game. So it's not as if okay, I want to pick on, let's say, for example, Lukaku. But if if Lukaku is not playing, if Lukaku is not making movements, if the midfielders are not making movements, that single player that is not given what he should be given on the field of play, basically the whole team will fall apart because it's all like, it's like a puzzle. It's like the chess game, you know, uh, everything must be moving. Okay. Everything, everyone must be moving. Anyone that stops moving, the whole team falls apart. And that is what Man City do very well. Every single player in Man City is alive in a game. Chelsea's team, the Chelsea team, they were, they were here and there. There was no collectivity. There was no, you know, their, 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 the mental strength, that energy. You, there's, a, there's a vibe, there's an energy that when Chelsea step on the field to play, they come at you. They want to devour you. They want to take you apart. That drive is not in the team. Mm -hmm. And that drive not being in the team, it affects every other thing that the players want to do. It affects everything that the team wants to achieve. Yeah, I think it, that's so true. Like from the start of the game, like Chelsea was not pressing, not even in defense. Like like in the midfield, they were not pressing City's defense. And there are a few chances at the start of the game, like Lukaku and uh, Hakim Ziyech tried to create but other than that like there was I think in the first half possession was mostly by City and um, yeah uh, coming back to the collectiveness of the team like I thought there was lack of communication even though Tuchel was trying to 
push the team by getting angry, but as if as if Lukaku was just like trying to play his own style, still mm-hmm. keeping what he wants to do more than yeah. I mean, again, it, it's it, it's it goes back to that collectivity that once one is not working, the, the every other thing falls apart. Now, if you look at um, the 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 physical condition of the team, you know, I, I mean. Man City have been playing games as well all this while. It's not as if they've been taking breaks. You know, they've been playing almost the same amount of games like mm-hmm. Chelsea, you know, all this while. Uh, and it's just today that Chelsea has an extra game on them. But Man City have been playing games as well. Yeah. So they're not like resting and taking time off or maybe uh, had COVID cases or injuries. So why is it that the energy level of Man City is just right there? Their players are winning everyone on one situation. Mm-hmm. Mm, coverage from, from teammates. If my teammates does not win it, the next one is coming and winning it for me. You know, they're winning every second ball. Chelsea never won any second ball. And when you don't win second balls, basically, your team collapses. Basically, you are out-muscled physically, mentally, tactically. Chelsea, we are out-muscled by Man City. They were not winning second balls. They were weak. And for me, if you don't have physical strength to play, I know this might sound maybe to the skinny player out there or to the lanky or, Mm -hmm. you know, tiny player out there. If you you I you don't have to be muscular to be to be a, a very good footballer for me. I mean to be able to play in the Premier League. Yeah. Let's say let's just use the Premier League right now. You must have to be quite. If you look at the physiology of Man City players, mm-hmm. they were winning. They were strong. They are able to win one-on-one situations. Even Foden, look at Foden. Foden never gives up. Foden will fight you, will try to press you, will try to bully you. Ziyech, good player, but can't take on one-on-one. He can sprint, he can break, he can't do anything. Lukaku, as big as he is, cannot run, cannot, cannot shake off markers and, yeah. you know, fight very, very hard. I don't know if it's a mental situation or it's just that they cannot physically compete. At the moment, the team cannot physically compete. And when a team cannot physically compete, they cannot win any game, no matter the type of opposition. If let them play Man City, let them play Brentford, let them play Brighton, let them play Aston Villa, let them play Burnley. They will find it hard to win games because they cannot physically compete. Not just because if when you when if you look at if you look at the physiology of Chelsea players, look at their physiology, look at the physiology of Man City players. Strong, bold, intimidating. They can play you technically, tactically. They understand what they're doing. Chelsea, do they have that? No. I mean, I say again, don't get me wrong, everyone that is listening to this. But Christian Pulisic, Hakim Ziyech, uh, Marcus Alonso, um, uh, Jorginho, they're not, they not physically competent for me, for them to play in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Even... Uh, even a, even even the young player that's still coming on, what's his name, Mason Mount, you know, they cannot physically compete. They cannot physically compete. And I believe that every footballer, especially playing in the Premier League, you have to be physically, you have to be, phys- your physique should be strong enough that you can compete. In midfield, 
going to tackles because when you're stronger physically you, if, and then you run, your, the, the, the muscles pushes you to run faster. Look at Kyle Walker. Sometimes, yeah, in that instance, yeah, yeah Kyle Walker and, and, and Hakim Ziyech. Yeah. Ziyech was like two steps ahead, yeah, yeah. but he, but he couldn't. Way for the ball he, and he, yeah, he, what he did, he just like slowed down, cut back and, make a, and made a back pass. Yeah. You know, Man City, they're driving forward, they're driving forward because what? Well, if I am more physically, you know, stronger than you, there's this mental aspect of my game that I have for an sure. edge over you yeah. that I can beat you. You know, and that is one of the things that Chelsea as a team is lacking. I don't know who is making these signings in Chelsea, but I think it's time for us to go back to signing the likes of Michael Essien, uh, Michael Balak, yep. Didier Drogba, Nicolas Anelka, even Solomon Kalou. Mm -hmm. As small as he was, was strong, was able to compete. Eden Hazard that held off Arsenal defenders and midfielders from the central midfield to scoring that solo goal. The same Eden Hazard did it against West Ham. Now in Chelsea, we don't have anyone who can do that. Yeah, I didn't see any, anything in, in that game. Uh, that is true. I was going to ask you, what did you think? Although City only made two, two subs, what do you think of... Uh, the starting 11 for Chelsea, were you happy? Uh, I mean, they were all good players, but I, me personally, I wasn't happy with Lukaku starting. Um, but what are your thoughts on the starting 11 for Chelsea? What could have you changed? Or what did you want to see? For me personally, I would start with, you know, changing maybe the formation of this team. You know, uh, if you look, we had, uh, we played a 3-4-2-1. Okay, a 3-4-2-1 and me, I will put Alonso on the bench and I'll play Sar as a left back. I'll play him as a left back, improvise him as a left back. I'll put him there as a left back. Thiago Silva and Rudiger playing the two centre backs. As Pliqueta will play the full back. I'll play back four because this team, they don't, I think they do not have the energy anymore as Pelicueta and Alonso do not have the energy to go back and forth again in a three, in a back three. Because when you do that, you expect that your back, your, your wing backs, in this case, Alonso and Aspilicueta, you expect them to be able to go up and down. But they do not have that strength anymore. They are older players now. Maybe three years ago or four seasons ago, uh, Alonso could do that because he's got lots of goals doing that for Chelsea. But I also know that age catches up with players. So the ability to do that back and forth, week in, week out, it's not there anymore. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have played I wouldn't I wouldn't be playing them in the back three, you know. I will instead improvise Sir to play for me as a left back. And do we have what it takes to play in a four three two one job in a four two three one like Man City played? Absolutely, we will we do because Kovacic and Kante and then uh, uh, and Jorginho they can play in those two, in those two in the double six there in the two holding midfield position and then I would have played four two three one like Man City have played if even if, even if it is playing without Lukaku and I'll play Kai Havertz because mm -hmm. Kai Havertz for me he wins aerial contests than Lukaku. 
He's, he's a little bit skinny, but I think he's strong to win area contests. He reads the ball. He can jump well. He can. He's, he won. He wins area contests. Lukaku never wins any area contest for me. It's like he's scared to go on the air and to contest. Yeah, you know, as big as he is and as huge as he is, he should be intimidating defenders of all types and all calibers. But no, he's not. So for me, he is slow. He, he his technique is poor. Mm -hmm. His his first touch is one of the most awful first touches for a center forward to have, you know? And that aside, I will play Pulisic on the wing. I will not play Pulisic as a central player mm -hmm. in the way that he played in a 3-4-2-1. So I will play Pulisic as a, as, a, as a winger and then maybe play ZH as the winger on the other side or completely remove ZH and play Hudson Odoi on the left mm -hmm. and then play Mason Mount in the number 10 role and then put Kai Havertz as the, as the out-and-out right, uh, maybe false nine, because that's also what Man City did. Man City did not play the game with a, with a proper number nine, and we tried to play with a proper number nine, and guess what? We got nothing out of our proper number nine, and the past few games that Lukaku has played for us as a proper number nine, he has not, he has not given us anything. How many goals has he scored for us in the, in the past five games? I think only one or two, you know, in the game against Aston Villa, and uh, and pretty much that's it. Or oh, did he score against Spurs? I can't even remember. But back to back to that lineup again. I think it's time for 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 Mr. Tuchel to to switch formation. The the back three is not working because the wing backs are not working. The wing backs are not working at the moment. And for me, him playing, for example, yeah, sometimes he played Pulisic as a as a wing back. Pulisic is never a wing back and will never give us the quality that he will give us as an attacking, outright attacking player that only comes back to help when it's needed. But for him to be doing back and forth defending and attacking as a wing back, that is not him at all. The same thing is for Hudson Odoi. That is not for them. So I will switch back to a back four, two central midfielders, three. Uh, three forwards or so three three uh, attacking midfielders mm -hmm. and then with a force nine and that force nine will be Kai Havertz for me because he knows how to do that well that's what he did for us in the Champions League against Man City and that was how we got our goal and we won that Champions League title last season so Man City yeah. Man City you can't even every player in the Man City lineup well, they were all top class they were on top of our game of their game there was no one that I can say that made a mistake in Man City. You know, I mean, despite that we had clear chances to score, even before they scored, they created more chances, but the one-on-one -on -one option that we had, except the one that Grealish missed, yes, Kepa was pretty good too in that game. I think he was Chelsea's man of the match in that game. But he made a very good save from Grealish, mm -hmm. you know? So besides that, uh, you know, uh, um, um, option and uh, uh, and the chance to score, which he, which he, which they created. Lukaku also had similar chance. Yeah, Lukaku had actually more chances. If you if you see his body positioning to shoot, you know that he was never going to score yeah. because the way he positioned his body to shoot. It takes longer for him to he, move too. Yeah, like it he, takes longer. It's like he's heavy on himself. He can maybe cannot even lift his own self. Yeah. You know, so. He, as well, he could have, because Ederson was way out of his goal, so because he closed the space on him when he rushed out, 
Lukaku could have as well taken that ball into his right foot and then try to finish. Because by then, the moment he take it to his right foot, Ederson must have been dribbled with him taking the ball from his left to his right. Because that was the way he, he, he the, the ball was coming and was right on his left. He tried to take it right away and there was no power in it. There was no placement in it. If there was power and with the placement, he would score. But there was no power in it because his body movement to hit or to shoot the ball was already not good enough to give power to the ball mm -hmm. when he took the shot. And that was what made Ederson, you know, the reason, the only reason why Ederson saved it because Lukaku was poor in finishing. Yeah, he, 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 he did not position himself and then the power in the shot. And yeah, he, he, he there was another chance in the first half. He, he made a pass to, I think. Oh, you, oh my word. That was, that was a terrible Oh my pass goodness. Well. You, you, oh, oh, oh no, oh no. Now you made me remember that too. <laughs> he had his face on the ground. Yeah. He was looking at the ball. He was looking down and then played the ball to Ziyech, who was already in an offside position when Alonso could have been the best better. option if he had his face up. He himself might even score because the ball was on his left foot. Z yeah. Lukaku is a left footer but never takes long range shots. That is true. Everything. Check him. He, never he almost never takes long range shots. If, he, if that ball was on his left and he had, how many seconds did it take Kevin? You see the class between him and Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. There's a difference in class. True. Because Kevin De Bruyne had lots of people in front. Kevin De Bruyne walked for the ball because he shoved off um, um, Kante, dribbled towards the goal, had, had Thiago, I think Alonso or uh, Spiliqueta, and then had uh, Rudiger, yeah. and then Mr. Kovacic was coming in from mm -hmm. behind, and he still took that shot, and then he still scored. Yeah. Lukaku had space. Yeah. He had one, two, three, right in front, his teammate on the right, his teammate on the left, but his eyes was on the yeah. One's on the ball. There's one thing, well, we talked about Lukaku, his first touch is terrible, we know that. But, but there's one other thing, like, uh, when you look at Dribbleiner, he, he has this ability of, when he has the ball, he can make space. Like, he can kick, push a ball a little bit further from his body and run faster and make space and take the shot. I have not seen Lukaku do that. Like, it's, it's he, he's so hard to, like, adjust himself. It doesn't look like his, his body is... is, is as, as of a footballer. Yeah, he, he, I think he's heavy. He's very heavy for a footballer. Unfortunately for me, that's how I categorize him. You know, when he went to Inter Milan and uh, they had to change his diet, removed, they only fed him fish. His diet made, was made, they removed meat and it was only eating fish. And I heard that he dropped like two to three stones, you know, and that made him maybe lighter. And when you're lighter, you're able to move. You feel that you can fly. And when you're muscular and you're lighter but muscular, 
you can sprint and there will be force in your sprinting. You will be able to overtake players. You'll be able to, you'll be able to run, shake off a marker even when you're running. He looks more like a rugby player. He looks more, yes, he, he looks more like a rugby player. He, for me, he doesn't have, he do, I'm sorry, Lukaku, but no, you, you need to shed a little bit yeah. more. You need to be a little bit lighter and pure muscle. When I, if I remember Didier Drogba and look at Lukaku and remember Drogba, it's like, no. If I even, even Diego Costa, even Diego Costa was mm -hmm. strong. He was strong and he was a bully. Defenders hated playing against Diego Costa. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the important thing. Defenders needs to hate you. Yeah. And Lukaku, he gives, he gives no, he, he makes it easy for them. Yeah, he doesn't move. He doesn't like. He does push, but it's very predictable the kind of pushing he does. Like at the very end, like he needs to move and confuse the defender. Be, because he drops. I, I, you know, as I, as a coach, I tell my players, my center forward players, or any player. Attacking players, midfielders, defenders. Mm -hmm. When we are in possession, the, the opposition should be looking for you. Yeah. They should be looking for you, yeah. not you rubbing shoulder with them yeah, and trying to lean on them to get the ball. No, shake off the marker, go to them, go to the ball and guard the ball. I don't think Lukaku knows how to guard the ball yeah without having to lean on the opposition and to be able to get the ball since he is really poor at first touch i think what he's trying to do is like he tries to make space for him so he can when the ball arrives he can do a better first touch like he needs more space to do first touch that that means that he, how has he made it yeah i was going to talk about like the game versus liverpool was totally different even though it was a tie but Chelsea was way better that game. Yeah, we, we had energy. This, this, this last two games. We, we had energy. The two games that we played against Liverpool this season, we had energy. Yeah. You know, we were, I think, excuse me. Again, I think there are players that we are missing that, is bring, that brings energy. You know, Ben Chilwell, we really, really miss Ben Chilwell as a wing back on the left. Alonso is a very, is a poor downgrade. It's like we downgraded to zero with Alonso on the left as a wing back because there is energy from Ben Chilwell. That's why we're struggling right now to try to see if we can bring in another wing back, you know, another maybe younger, quicker, you know, left back. But I think also we should try playing Malangsa as a wing back and see what he can bring. He's young, he, he, he's, he's quick, you know, and let's see if we can get something from him. Aspi on the other side, you know, when Rhys James was playing, Aspi was always on the bench, you know, and Aspi, you know, playing as a wing back right now, Aspi is old, so I would not, uh, I would not take credit off him, but I think age is also not on his side, and that is why we lack the energy right there. He is actually trying whenever he plays there, he tries very, very well, but as an older player, you know, going back and forth back and forth back and forth he cannot do it and he is not an attacking attacking fullback you know he's so play him as a wing back he's not just going to deliver for you all the time because if he was if he used to be like a player like uh, let's say Danny Alves when Danny Alves was in his was in top form Danny Alves was an attacking fullback Roberto Carlos was a, they, these are attacking fullbacks you know and whenever they get the ball, their mind is, how do I get forward? Aspi is the defensive fullback mm -hmm. that he, he, he can defend very well. He's very, very good. I think he's one of the best one-on-one -on -one defenders that I know. 
you know, since he started playing for Chelsea and even in Premier League, you know, so he, he, he does not have that edge as an attacking wing-back, you know, and to play as a wing-back, you must attack because you must provide yep. assistance mm -hmm. from the right or from the left as a, as a wing-back, so that... Yeah, and he, he got a yellow card to three minutes in the game and yeah. forget Alonso. Alonso Alonso is Alonso is he's not a defender. He's not he's not really a defender. Yeah, no. You know. No. He I His think positioning was awful when the balls were being played in, in Chelsea's defense. But but yeah. Boy. What what a game it was, I mean. We we were we were, we were, I don't know what, I don't know what Chelsea's playing, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Sometimes it's the, 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 the teams get better chances before the halftime, but Chelsea, they, they were the same pattern. Like, they played better for the first five minutes, create chances, ten minutes, tops, and then, like, stats can tell, tell tells everything. Like, Chelsea had only, Chelsea had no corner. Yeah. In the first half, they had one corner in the second half. Mm -hmm. uh, Lukaku had only nine touches in, in in the first half. Yeah, I mean, as you said, stats don't lie in in the game. You know, numbers are always there. You know, to to show what a team is doing. You know, I I easily. I know I once a game starts you will see you will know how a team is going to perform in the game. The way they start the game, mm -hmm. you know, even if they are going to give high tempo in the first 10, 15 minutes, you know, yes, there are there are moments in a game where you are on top and then sometimes you drop, maybe but you don't drop all the way deep. Chelsea will go like like for the game against City here. We we went all the way up and then we dropped deep and we stayed deep and we never came out of that. You know, Chelsea also is a team that tries to hold possession of the ball. But we never, we never, we were not able to, to hold possession yeah. because City was pressing, City were moving without the ball. When they, when they are to defend, they would do it with intensity and with intention to win the ball back. You know, our, our midfield was broken and destroyed. Kante was doing excessive work. Uh, Kovacic was playing on a yellow card, and uh, which made him not to play at his full. Because prior to the goal, you know that the uh, De Bruyne scored. Mm -hmm. Kante was isolated in midfield. Kante was isolated in midfield, and when Kante was isolated in midfield, Kovacic was almost ten miles away from him. If Kovacic was closer, once. Kante went for the tackle and missed it. His number six, his number, his teammates in the midfield would, should have been the one coming in right away to clear that ball because that is how they should be, you know. But Kante, uh, Kante was here, and Kovacic was was there. Yeah, yeah. So and that gave no... that gave De Bruyne the chance when Kante, uh, Kovacic realized that oh this guy is getting closer and then he started sprinting and his sprinting was not even was not even good enough because I think they would been outplayed in the midfield so they were tired and Mr. Tuchel did not make changes. I mean trust me I'd prefer to bring on Loftus Cheek to bring energy and marking or trying to do something mm -hmm. than that we are out and out completely and he did not make changes. 
you know. He didn't make changes. Kovacic finished the game. Kante finished the game. And no, I think at, at the point before, before that goal, you know, which was scored, uh, in what minute was that goal scored? That goal was scored in the 70th minute. I think in the 65th minute because Kovacic was already riding on a yellow card. Yeah. So maybe if he had gone for a tackle, maybe he would have gotten another, another yellow card and that would be sending off, right? Why don't you bring in... Replace him, yeah. Replace him in the 65th minute. Why don't you replace him? So his substitution was another thing that was, that, that, that for me was concerning, you know, that he, he did not replace the midfield that we are outworked, that we are tired. And that is why Kante keeps getting injured when he gets injured because they use him and they overuse him. I'm just noticing that Lukaku was never subbed. And uh, I personally think he, he should have subbed. So my personal belief is that belief is that after that Lukaku thing happened, that he gave the interview and he apologized and he bought himself some slack. And I think what happened is like, which shouldn't have happened. Tuchel got under pressure or whatever. Tuchel like, oh, I'm going to just give him a chance. And like, and what I think personally was happening or is happening in the team is that Lukaku wants to play his own stuff. Yep. Which is just give him the ball where he is. And Tuchel was like, okay, I'm going to let him play, do his thing. But it, it cost... A, it did cost Chelsea too much. Now it's that it's evident. Like Lukaku is not the right player. Uh, yeah, I, like I, just looking at it, Lukaku was not even subbed that game. Yeah, I mean, since after that interview and after it was aired, you know, um, he dropped him against Liverpool. We played very, very well against Liverpool, and some some people were saying, oh. He should have brought in Lukaku because maybe he could have scored in that game because that game needed a centre forward. But that game had more movement. Yeah, that yeah. game had more player had players moving without the ball because when players move without the ball, it is easy to open the defence. It is easy to to get passes moving. It is easier for you to have more options to who for, you know for who will be receiving the next pass or, you know, creating space for your teammate to move into, you know. But that's not for Lukaku. Lukaku does not have, Lukaku has zero movement without the ball. Now, after the game against Liverpool, what happened? He has played him in the FA Cup. He played him in the Kalin Cup or the Carabao Cup, rather. And he has played him in all the Premier League games after that. What has Lukaku given? Lukaku put himself under unnecessary pressure by granting that interview, put the manager on, on unnecessary pressure because maybe as the most expensive player in the club's yeah. history, he has to play. Mm -hmm. Because I think maybe, maybe if you leave Tuchel to it, he will not play Lukaku again until the end of the season. But who is going to buy a Ferrari and not use the Ferrari and just yeah. put it in the garage? True. Who is going to buy a Lamborghini and not drive the Lamborghini and just put it in the garage? No one does that. You know, when you buy a car, especially an expensive car, definitely you're going to use it. Either it is to show off or, it is, or whether you use it to do any job that you, you, you bought it for. Mm -hmm. And that is what Lukaku, you know, was brought in yeah. to Chelsea. Mm -hmm. uh, with, the, with the amount of money Chelsea spent on Lukaku, that was for him to do. Or come in and get us goals because we struggled. We were all last season saying, 
Oh, Timo Werner, all the chances he missed. But I think Timo Werner makes runs. Timo Werner can run. Timo Werner can sprint. Timo Werner provides assists, even though he scored offside goals. But yet still, Timo Werner, though his work rate is much more superior than that of Lukaku. So, yeah. Lukaku under pressure, Tuchel under pressure, and I'm sure there is something wrong in that dressing room yeah, as a reason of that yeah. very uh, uh, interview. I personally think Lukaku has had some sort of backing from someone else. Absolutely. Tuchel, and that's why Tuchel's like, okay. You got to play him. Again, like someone paid for Lukaku and yeah. he might have backing from uh, Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I'm not confident that Tuchel sanctions the purchasing of Lukaku. No, I'm not confident. And I, I believe that he did not want Lukaku. But because Lukaku, maybe, you know, he's had history with Chelsea, right? And he, he was in Chelsea when Didier Drogba was there. So there was no way he's going to play ahead of Didier Drogba, yeah. right? And then he moved and, and he then moved again. Move. <laughs> he knows how to move. Yeah, he, he knows so how much. to move and how to make his way into teams. And, uh, you know... Nothing against Lukaku, but... Yeah, no, like nothing against him, but the thing is that the productivity that he has brought to Chelsea is zero compared to the... I think he's a small club player. Let's, let's say face the fact. The clubs that he has played and banged in gold and gold were smaller clubs. And he was not heavy in those clubs. Mm -hmm. I remember when he first came to Chelsea, of course, players grew and mature. But Lukaku did not have... Lukaku, the way he looks now, he didn't look that way then. You know... Uh, when he played for West Bromwich, when he played for uh, Everton, you know, I think he was, he was stronger, he was quicker, mm -hmm. but I think his pace has slowed. He has grown more. I think he has added weight, you he know, has, and, yeah. and, and even when he played for Manchester United, I, I think he, he, he was not like this, like how he looks now, you know, I, and I think he scored more goals for Everton and West Brom and maybe it's a couple for Man United, and then got more goals in, in Inter when he moved to Inter. Reason? Because he had to drop weight. They put him on a different diet, and he dropped weight, and it was a little bit quicker, enjoyed his game, uh, maybe because he played with a double partner, a double striker, uh, you know, a, a, you know a, a, another center forward, you know, uh, a two-man center forward. But this one is playing as a lone striker. But when you play as a lone striker, the best way to get the best out of your own game is movement without the ball. Because you're a lone striker. But when you stand flat foot in the middle, calling for the pass only to your feet and not to make run, you are not a professional player. Yeah. yeah. And he, you can tell by, like, instead of moving around, he always raises his arm like, hey, I'm here. Well, everyone knows you're there. But, 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 but yeah, that's... Like, uh, he is 28. And... Thiago Silva and their players like Ronaldo, who are older than him and they're faster and more physical. I personally think he, he, he if he grows the same way, like what he's playing right now, it's going to be very soon. Like very soon, it's going to be end of his career. Of like, course, he. I, I don't think he will play beyond thirty-three. I don't think yeah. so. At least at the highest level, like Thiago Silva is still playing. Ibrahimovic still playing at Milan at Messi 40. Is Messi is still playing at PSG. Playing like I mean, they are still their first team players. Yeah. Ronaldo, without injury, is still playing for Man United, no matter what people say. You know, these are top, top players that take care of themselves physically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And when you take care of yourself physically, it helps your mental game. Because when you're physically fit, when you're physically able to compete, you are mentally switched on. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Lukaku is not physically fit. Yeah, look at Musala. Like, I bet every defender who plays against him will always tell or say it's not easy to play against him. Because of course. it's hard to predict where he's going to go. Yeah. He's so quick. And, and he never gives up. He never, he, he never gives up. He, you, you take the ball from him, he's, he's like a pest. He is there, he is going to win the ball back from you. Or even if he doesn't win the ball back from you, he will force you to make a mistake that his teammate wins the ball and they come to you True. again. Yeah. That's the difference. Can you say that for, for Lukaku? Absolutely not. And let's go on to the next one because I'm yeah, tired have, of... I mean, well, he, we just talked about Man City. We've not even yeah. talked about Brighton today. Yeah, we, we, we're, we don't want to rat, but of course, we do want to rat at the same time <laughs> <laughs> because that's how it is. Anyway. I mean, let, let's look at Man City. You know, yes, I'm a Chelsea fan. You know, uh, this is mostly talking about Chelsea as well. But Man City, we are... I'm, I don't take any credit out of Man City because if you see... Man City is a team that works harder than every opposition team that they've played, and that is why they win games. That is just the reason. They are not there because they have world-class players, but that those world-class players, no matter what their price tag is, they work. They outrun. They, if you look at the stats for, for their game, check the stats for that game there, you will see that Man City, they run better, they run more, had more ball possession, right? Had more possession of the ball. And one of the ways to have more possession on the ball is that you create options to be able to retain possession. If players are standing still, they will not be able to create those options for a pass, for a pass to be received, for a pass to be given. For, for, uh, for, for De Bruyne to make that run into the middle to receive that ball and shake off the marker, uh, you know, the marking from, from, from N'Golo Kante and then run solely to the goal and then in front of three players still had, was able to take a shot. That is the work. Yep. How many Chelsea players do that? Nope. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea was better versus Liverpool, but this game, no, no, uh, no, nothing. Yeah, De Bruyne, everyone knows he's in, like, he never gets, like, he, he's in top shape. He he understands the game better than anyone else. He's one of the best central midfielders. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, he, he's the captain of their team, and he, yeah, he, he, he knows how to, how to be, at the right time, play at the right place at the right time. Yep. And <laughs> look at look at that stats. You know, Man City committed more fouls. Yeah. Sometimes when a team commits more fouls, it's because they are working hard. They committed eleven fouls on Chelsea. But zero yellow cards. But zero like, yellow cards. That means they're like pushing hard. They're pushing hard, hard, pressing hard, making you uncomfortable, yeah. pushing you, pushing you and pushing you. Nine corners 
against one. Shots on target, six. Overall number of shots, 11 shots. Possession, 56% of possession. That's a team that is working hard. So we don't just have to hear and, you know, to be here and talk only about, you know, Chelsea and their poor play. But if you look at Man City, what makes them stand out in every single game they play is that they work really, really hard. Very hard. Harder than their opposition. Mm -hmm. And that is the only way they come out. The team that runs more, and then those you have world class players that run more, that push more. Why won't you win again? Yeah, why, yeah. Just why yeah. won't you win again? Yeah, it's not just like the the first team. Even the subs who come in. Of they, course, they, they maintain they, the status quo because the player that is coming out is coming out to rest, not because he's playing bad, yeah. not because he's playing yeah. awful. It's yeah. just that he's coming out to rest, or that there is a change in in in, in, in tactics. Which means the player coming in is the one best suited for the tactics change. You know? It's not like in Chelsea that, for example, that Man City game, every substitution that was made in that game was pretty much made based on what? The players were not performing. <laughs> yeah, but so, it's yeah. funny that Lukaku was not yet substituted. And cards. guess what? Guess what? This, since Lukaku came back into the team, he has played 90 minutes in all. All of them, if I'm not mistaken. Except if there was a game that I'm missing. But I can remember that. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong and leave the comments down in the comment section. But I think Lukaku has played 90 minutes and all. And the reason is because he's, either to try, he's trying to impress the Chelsea fans because he actually he destroyed the team. Because the Chelsea fans trusted him for him to come back to the team. And maybe, maybe Tuchel thinks that this guy is not good enough. As to well, give chance, yeah. to give him a chance. Yeah. But yeah, injured, COVID, back, but you gave that rubbish interview, shooting yourself on the foot. Guess what he did? Finally, he put unnecessary pressure on himself. Yeah. If he had not given that interview, I am very, very sure that he, whenever he gets his chance, he will be able to play, score goals freely without pressure of any kind. But given that interview, he heaped yeah. an enormous amount of pressure, pressure. on himself. He, 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 the moment he gave, he, he, those words came out of his mouth. He shouldn't. He, he was done. Like he, he should have given it another chance. I think personally, but yeah, to justify money sometimes, or who knows what's going on in inside and in the dressing room. Look at the average, the the, the average performance of the Chelsea team. None of them reached six out of ten. They were all. Five, 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 five. All the substitutes were of no impact. Lukaku's average 90 minutes was 4.23. 4.23. That is absolute failure. Absolute failure. Absolute failure. They make, they make the good players look very bad. They make the good players. Man City, eight. De Bruyne was man of the match, 8.4. The rest, all the rest, 7, 7, 7, 7. They are subs. We are 6 point. Yeah. I six remember point seven. coming in and he was like, he was creating chances. And it's not the same for Chelsea. But yeah, like ah. City, City, City outperformed and well played. I mean, <laughs> these kind of games, not just Chelsea fans like football. 
viewers or fans who love football they want to watch a game that is entertaining but yeah, this I, game was not entertaining it was it was not entertaining it was a one-sided game yeah you remember we was like the game was like you know when when kids and adults play football you know or play any form of sports kids on one side and their parents on the on the other side and those kids are not teenagers who know how to play and their parents don't know how to play. It's like their parents know, are all like in the class of Zidane and uh, Thierry Henry and all the, and they are, and they are playing these children from the uni from, from, from secondary school that, that are just learning how to play. Yeah. And uh, you're just like playing keep away. Yeah. Keep away. That was what Man City was doing, Chelsea. Keep away. Yeah. They I mean, moved the ball, moved. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Brighton's game that happened today. But still, like in today's game, they were playing, they were giving Chelsea a hard time. Even though City, yeah, I mean, makes sense. They have money and good players. But Brighton, so there, yeah, definitely Chelsea needs to, well, fix things. Although they're... They have lost the chance. They they had a great chance to come back, but but yeah, even like still, fans do want to watch good games, so they yeah. need to fix the problems and play better, play better football. That's who, that's what we deserve as football viewers or fans. Absolutely, absolutely. What well, do you think of the weekend games apart from Chelsea and uh, Man City's games? I mean, oh, there were surprises there. There were surprises there. I, what do you think of, yeah, there were, there were a lot of surprises. Yeah, let me just I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the weekend games, honestly. Um, yeah, the next game was, uh, well, I think the same oh, Watford, Watford and, Watford and Newcastle, their, their game ooh, was a very good one. It was, that one, that game was actually very interesting. It was very interesting. It was a lot of back and forth. Uh, the the uh, Newcastle scored early, you know, somewhere after I think uh, um, after half time, you know, San Maximin. Uh, yeah, he was he was very good, but Watford did they give up? Absolutely not. They were coming. They were fighting. It's like no one wants to be relegated in the Premier League, mm -hmm. you know, and Watford were like. Once you go down into the top, into the bottom three, yeah. there's an extra pressure on you. And Watford, if they had lost that game, they would go. They would switch. They would have switched places with Newcastle, uh, and that was what they were not willing to take. And they fought very, very hard. I think they, they, I, I, I enjoyed Newcastle versus Watford compared to Chelsea's game with Man City. It was it was a much more better game. Yeah. It was full of energy. It was full of uh, you know excitement. You know, and again, the Newcastle fans are fantastic fans. Once you play in that St James Park, it is a you know it is a very very it's an electrifying atmosphere to play football in. You know, and they. They really, really gave everything. Unfortunately, Newcastle, they, you know, did not perform. They, they didn't give their fans what they wanted, you know. But yes, it was a very good game of football. Um, what's his name? Uh, Joao, 
uh, the, the Brazilian kid, or is it Brazilian, Joao Pedro. Yeah, he scored a very wonderful late goal in the, when did he score? I think he scored in the 87th minute. And that, yep. that, was, that was fantastic. That was fantastic goal that he scored for, for Newcastle, uh, sorry, for Watford. So I, I think uh, Watford, uh, uh, you know, their best striker at the moment, Emmanuel Dennis, was substituted. You know, I don't know whether he was uh, whether he was injured. He was not having a really good game. I think uh, 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 Newcastle tied him down. You know, for 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 almost uh, before he was substituted. I didn't see much from him. You know, but as well, Newcastle's got the whole money. Yeah. There are new signings played, yeah. but I don't think it was the they would be able to give the best out of be I don't know how many times that they've trained before that game with the with the team. You know, they bought Chris Wood and they bought, uh, bought uh, Kieran uh, Trippier from Atletico Madrid. Uh, Trippier used to play for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, but I don't know if Newcastle will survive this very, very relegation battle. Although it is still uh, too early to conclude uh, Burnley's just rooted there at the bottom of the whole thing, you know, so, but uh, I think it's getting more excited to watch the bottom three teams yeah. fight for relegation mm -hmm. than watching the top four team play for the title. Because <laughs> yeah, Man City has actually get taken well, the whole yeah, thing away no and there's no more fun at the top of the table. So for me right now, the games that I look forward to, are uh, from mid-table downwards because that's where the fight for relegation is. Look at the game against West Ham, West Ham against Leeds United. What do you say about that game? West Ham Leeds United was, was oof. A very fast pace. Oh my word. Those are those those are the kind of games that you you really deserve to watch as a football fan or football viewer because it's fast and the kind of goals, it's uh, it's entertaining and unpredictable at the same time. Yep, it was it was it was a very very good game. It was a very good game. I mean, Jack Harrison scoring a hat trick for 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 Leeds United. He was he was finishing like a, a like a like a Ronaldo or a Messi. He was he scored very great goals for, for, for Leeds United. I was really surprised that you know West Ham did not get anything out of this game because West Ham have been in very good form, you know, for for, for the you know for the season, you know. And um, but yeah, I was really, really surprised. Jared Bowen has been in in terrific form. He's been he's been very good and and he scored for them. Uh, Antonio didn't score uh, I, because I was, I was thinking that, yeah, he would get me some goals. He was my fantasy team. But I think I'm not... Think about the hat-trick hat that Jack scored. Yeah. I mean, all you, know, you, know what, you, know, you know one thing about Leeds United? Leeds United, see, the, Leeds United seem to be an unpredictable team. For me, I expected them to lose against West Ham because of the form in which West Ham has been throughout the season. Yeah. But here and low, that's the that's the beauty of the Premier League, you know. You that shockers. you, uh, you know, yeah, you get shockers. You know, uh, I remember the season that uh, 
Man City won the league, but they lost to Norwich that season. This Not this season, I think the season before Norwich went to relegation. They lost to Man... They lost to... to, to they lost to... Um, they beat Man City. The season they went relegation. And that was like a big shocker, you know. But... That's that's the beauty of the Premier League, yeah. and, and Leeds United they're unpredictable. You think they're going to win every game because they they, all, they never change the way they play. They should lend Chelsea some <laughs> yeah. energy, please. Yeah. Then they play yeah. with they were energy. Away, not, yeah. yeah, yeah, they it's played in, in the London away. Stadium. It's, it's not. It, it's not, not a. And then you do that against West Ham yeah. because West Ham they are quick, they are physically strong, and they have very very good players. You know and. Oh, you know one thing about Leeds? Whether they are winning games or they are losing games, they play the same way. Their yeah. coach does not care. Bielsa does not care. He's losing or winning, you must be going. You must, he goes with intensity, speed, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They keep going and keep going. That's how they were. Yeah. I, I, I saw the game, you know, and that was how, you know, Jack Harrison was able to get the goals. He was always right there. And, he, and if you see, Harrison played, you know, they play 4-1-4-1, four, one, four, one, you know. And that tells you that, yes, you're playing with a lone striker. Actually, the player that played in the forward position is not a proper centre forward. Daniel James, mm -hmm. and the ex-Man United player, you know. But... Harrison was always in the box. Yeah. That's one thing I like about yeah. he was always there. Bielsa. Players must be where they need to be yeah. at the time they need to be there, especially in the attacking positions. Yeah. When players don't arrive in the box, there is no way you're going to get a goal. When you're playing with a false number nine or one man forward and there are no other players coming into the box, you are not going to get a goal because that one man forward will be outnumbered all the time. True. But guess what? You saw Harrison's goal. Almost one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper. Almost, yeah. Every Almost. Time, yeah. He was one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper. And his finish was always good. Top-notch. Yeah. Top-notch. So. Yeah. I, was, I was just noticing they were playing... They had, a, they had a game against Leeds United FA Cup on January the 9th and they lost. Leeds United lost that game. Maybe they took the took the revenge or something like that. Uh, yeah, where where best where is the best place to take a revenge? FA Cup, you know that you are not going to win the FA Cup as long as top clubs are still in the FA Cup. I mean, your chances of winning the FA Cup is very slim. But you know, you've lost to them in the FA Cup. What else do you need to do? Come back, analyze the game that you lost to them in the FA Cup, and guess what? Take it over, smash them. <laughs> No, West Ham United this season, they have not just like they're, they didn't just shock, but they're giving good football like to watch. Yes, like, yes. They're, they're set pieces, taking corners. It it seems like, even though they lost this game, but their both of their goals were good and entertaining to watch. Yeah, West Ham is becoming an entertaining, energetic team. That is one thing I like about them. And their players are fit. And fast. <laughs> they should. I, I, West Ham fans, I mean, without any offense, can we switch Lukaku with Antonio, please? I would really, really appreciate that.
you know, because Antonio is fit. He is, if he's fit, he gives you 110% on the field. He's strong. You know, they have Declan Rice. They have, uh, uh, what's his name, Lanzini, Fonalds. You know, Bo Bowen is like a workaholic. He doesn't get tired. He keeps going back and forth, back yeah. and forth. I mean, and these are not overpriced players. In Chelsea, you have a lot of, of, of overpriced players. Lukaku is not worth what he is, what he was purchased for, you know. Uh, oh, my. Anyway, man. It hurts, but I know, but... Anyway, man. <laughs> There were great games. Oof. Norwich against Everton. Norwich Everton nailed the coffin on Mr. Benitez. Oh, nailed yeah, the coffin was, on that him. A, that was big news of the week too. Like they sacked Benitez after this game. I didn't watch the game, but you want to I watched the it? game. I watched the game. Everton we are below par. That we are making a lot of mistakes. That we are making mistakes in decisive areas on the page. Even though Everton has. Yeah, you may possession. have 60% possession. Sometimes Chelsea have, Chelsea, Chelsea have possessions when they play rubbish too, because it's just passive possession, not progressive possession. You pass sideways, pass sideways, and then you go back. Possession, how is possession counted? Possession is counted when your teammate gets your ball. The longer you retain the ball, that's just ball possession. But what do you make out of the ball possession? Nothing. And that's the same for Everton. You must call goals out of ball possession. And that was not the case for, for, for Everton. You know, they had ball possessions, played side, sideways, backwards, side, sideways, backwards, and then played into the hands of Norwich. You know, and the game, it's counted by goals. Your three points is counted by how many goals you scored, not by how many, you know, the percent, how many percentage True. of possession you've got. You know, if it was counted by possession, then Chelsea would be second and then they would be closer to Man City by possession. But no, they, they really, they really, they really had <sighs> no way. I mean, they scored an own goal. And before you know it, they went to sleep again, couldn't clear the ball between two defenders, either or either, uh, Adam either scored another one, making it two, two zero at first half. And that is Everton playing against the bottom team. That seems as if there is hope for Norwich City, mm -hmm. it seems there is hope for them. That's why I'm telling you, it's becoming very, very interesting. The bottom up part of the table. <laughs> yeah, it is. It yeah. is very, very interesting. It was also Everton or number 16. I, I remember, I think I watched the highlights. The, the goal was impressive from Everton. I think it was a... Yeah, it was a backflip from uh, a volley, you know, you know from, from Richarlison. I mean, Richarlison is a very good, he's a, he's a proper footballer. He, and he works very, very hard. I think, sometimes, I think I wish Chelsea should trade some of their passive players. They, because Chelsea players, don't, some of them don't yeah, really take risks. You know, they should, trade, they should sell some of those guys 
and buy players that can take risk. I mean, sometimes we want to buy all the world-class players, you know, but yes, world-class without being able to take risk like Man City, without being able to, you know, work hard like Man City players, you are useless for me. And that's what, that's my thoughts, you know. Richarlison works very, very hard. He, he gets angry. It's like that typical Brazilian that does not want to lose. No matter the team he's playing for, he's fighting and working hard. And those are the things that the fans want, at least to see effort on the team. And that is why, you know, unfortunately, you know, Rafa Benitez was sacked. But yeah, the, the coaches that have been there before, before him as well have, have, have had issues, you know. Ancelotti had the privilege to go to Real Madrid. He did not even think twice. He was just like, yeah, I'm out here. And then he left. Because Rafa said, it's when you get into the club, you know what's going on in the yeah. club. When you stay yeah, outside okay. and you see what's going on, and when you see the, you only see the end product of what's going on inside. And the end product is when the players step on the pitch to yeah. play. Yeah. You know? But all the other things you know, that goes in inside the club, you do not really see until... You get you into the, the car, like, you know, you and then looking at the ugly side of it. exactly. But yeah, Norwich deserve to win because they 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 took their chances, you know. And it's all about you taking your chances, you know, to to be able to you know to win your games, you know. So yeah. Yep. The this game Aston Villa. Ah, uh, that was the. I mean, I think that was the match of the weekend. Villa against Manchester United. Villa, Villa against Man United is the match of the weekend. Good, good football. Too. Oh, was good very good football. One. Was very good football. Man United thought they had it. 2-0 up. And then we are cruising. Cruise control. Well, guess what? Aston Villa said, not on my watch. Mm -hmm. You know. Also, if you look at the type of player that was coaching them, Steven Gerrard was one of the best players in the world at the time that he was playing. And I'm sure he's transferring his style of play, you know, that intensity, that Liverpool style of intensity, not giving up until the last whistle. That is the type of player Gerrard was. And Man United, he brought that to United. It's like, no way, no way. And then the little magician came on as well. Provided an assist, scored a goal. How else can you make yeah. your debut? That's the best debut so far this season. You know, they made mistakes. Aston Villa made mistakes. You know, Morgan Sanson, when, he, when he, he gave away the ball, you know, blindly gave a pass. And then, um, uh, what's his name? Bruno Fernandes uh, scored. Mm -hmm. That was a very, very good goal from Bruno. That was a very good goal from Bruno. Uh, but Aston Villa didn't give up, even though that their goalkeeper committed a blunder at the yeah. beginning, you know, uh, when just six minutes into the game. That's when they considered a goal. Oh, yeah, that was when they considered six minutes into the game, he considered a goal, right? He, he, he was like a... a, a like he's in a basket to gather water. Oh, I remember now. We, yeah, I did watch the highlights. Yeah, he, he, he was trying to save he, it. He, he caught the ball. I don't know. I think he lost concentration. 
The yeah, moment he lost concentration, the ball dropped and went under him. Yeah. And because I think he gathered well, but I think just one second of losing concentration, he dropped it. And he was like, he tried to fake and tell the ref that someone was in his yeah. view, but no, you already had the ball, yeah. you know? So, but they still were able to come back, you know? That is also yeah. the mental strength of the team. You know, it shows that they had mental strength that you go down 2-0 and you know that if you get one, mm -hmm. you're probably going to get another, you know. And for me, that's why I say that 2-0 is the most deceitful scoreline in football. Because you think you're 2-0 up. <laughs> and like the opposition gets one. It's likely that they will get two yeah, and then they will tie the game. And that's what happened. Coutinho came in, pa, pa, bam, boom, crossed, gave the ball to... And not just that Coutinho did the magic too, mm -hmm. but the, he had players that were working hard, players that were really working hard. You know, uh, Jacob Ramsey was very good, very, very good. He was on top of his game. You know, even uh, their defender, their captain, you know, who provided uh, the, the pass that led to the assist, you know, um, uh, Tyron Mint, he dribbled through, Man, through uh, two Man United players, led the ball away to, to Ramsey. Ramsey provided an assist, you know, and then scored. So that was, that was very, very good. You know, Jacob Ramsey and Coutinho provided the, their two goals. Coutinho gave Ramsey the assist to score. Ramsey gave Coutinho the ball to score again. So that was a very, very good play from... from from Aston Villa. I, I was actually looking forward to, to that game because they, I knew that it was going to be a blockbuster of a game and it did not disappoint. It did not at yeah. all disappoint. I mean, look, yeah, Manchester dominated and then coming back, it's not, not easy. No, no Especially way. Especially 2-0, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work. Man United are a little bit in a, in a shambles right now. Either they don't know, you know, the, 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 the system that suits the players because I think you have to work with the quality of players you have or you have to build your team around the, you know, the players that you have. You have to, the, the level that you're bringing out or maybe your formation, your tactics should, you know, you should adjust your tactics to the quality and level of the players, you know. I know that we coaches, I say we coaches because I'm a professional coach as well, we coaches sometimes want to play just that thing that is in our head without thinking about the players. But yep. as well, I, I'm not, I, I realize that sometimes you have to play to this, you have to, not sometimes, every time you have to play to the strength of your team. You have to play to the strength of your team so that your team can be able to reach their full potential. You know, no matter what twists and turns and tactics you have or information, you have to play to the strength of that team. And when you do not play to the strength of your team, it's confusing for the players because maybe they're put, the position you're putting them to play, they might try because they are professionals, but as well, they might not be comfortable with it. So you have to play players that are willing and are ready to play in to their full strength, you know. My United tried it, but I, I think they've been they've been making a lot of adjustments, you know. And my United, you know, what what they were playing uh, from four two two two, you know, and uh, they played four three three this time around. And maybe the next game he might switch back again to four two two two, 
you know, which is like a 442, you know, but I don't know if Man United has, you know, the players that are, that can press and play the way Raf Ragnik wants to play. But as well, I think mm -hmm. he has to play to the strength of that team until the end of the season where he will have a, a good preseason because it's in during preseason that you're able to instill the style of play you want in the team. You use friendly games to work on those things. You use uh, your strength and conditioning sessions to prepare the players, you know, for the task ahead. But when you come into the mid middle of the season, it becomes a little bit difficult to switch right away and make the players play what exactly you want them to play. And I think that was why um, Tuchel was successful with Chelsea last season. When he, come in, when he came into the middle of the season, he played the team to the strength of the team and was able to get the results that he got and also was able to win the Champions League. Now, he has started the season all from the, from the beginning, right? started the season with the team mm -hmm. and uh, it's as if some things are shaky. Guys, I don't even know why I keep going back to Chelsea, but... Yeah, uh, so, um, so they can know I was going to mention this. So look at the number four, five, six, seven. Since we were talking about Manchester United, I was going to... Do you think Man like fourth position looks really interesting? It's very close. Manchester United is how much? Four points or well, five points. But do you think Manchester United can make into number four since they have Ronaldo and I mean they're not playing impressive football as of right now mm -hmm. like they're either losing or tying or did they win any game in the last three games uh I think uh, I think they have won one game but 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 do you think they can make it to the number four I, I don't I, I honestly I don't think my United will make top four and uh, the reason why I'm saying that is that if you look at the two teams above them, uh, Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal, uh, look at the number of games that Tottenham has now played. They're two last there. 18 players, 18 games actually. Uh, they have five outstanding games compared to what Chelsea, Chelsea has played 23 games. Spurs have played 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. If Spurs win these five games, Guess what? They will, where they will be? They will be third. With Liverpool. They will be third on the table. Yeah, third. Sorry, for forty-three. Yeah. Yes. So Arsenal have two outstanding games. So they've also played actually three compared to Chelsea because Chelsea is now the only team in the Premier League That's that has played game. most games. That has played the most games, right? So if you look at that, uh, United that. 20, uh, so nine points more, they will end up below Chelsea. Am I right? Yes, yeah. they will end up yeah. below Chelsea. So they're, they're, not, they're not going to make it to top four. I think the only team that has the option and the opportunity to make top four there is Arsenal and, um, and Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. yeah. I think they are the only two teams. You know, United uh, is hard, yes. Yes, and I think, uh, and I think uh, West Ham will drop out of top four. They are still in the Europa League. So when all these games start coming back again, you know, in February, you know, it becomes a little bit hard, you know, because players will have to play two times every week. 
you play midweek and then you play weekend you play midweek yeah, and if you're still in the fa cup you still have to play the fa cup you still have to play the the the, the league and then you still have to play in europe so it makes it all a little bit uh, hard uh, unfortunately for man united i don't think uh, man united will be i don't think they will make top four i don't i don't see them making top four yeah, especially if they continue playing the way they are playing. Yeah. You know. I mean, Ronaldo hasn't played for, like, three games now. Yeah, I mean, Ronaldo is not the only problem there. Uh, he, they have, they have, without, without Ronaldo playing yesterday's game, uh, you, you should be able to see that the players that were on the bench for Man United, you know, why couldn't they come in and make a difference? You know, they couldn't come in and make a difference. So, and you're wondering, what is going on in the Man United team here, all right? So, look, on the bench, they had Marta, they had Linga, they had Sancho, they had Van der Beek, you know? Sometimes you still forget that Marta is a Man United player. Like, wow, what, what, is, still, what is he still doing there? Yeah. What is Marta still doing in Man United? I think he should be gone. Uh, go play football somewhere else, except he's trying to get a coaching role in Man United. Sancho has not delivered since he came to Man United. Van der Beek has always struggled for, for playing time, you know, in Man United, you know, and Lingard as well. I mean, again, why is Lingard on the bench and Elanga, the, the, the youth uh, team from the academy or the youth player from the academy, you know, was playing in that game. He played very, very well in that game. He was very, very good. He played really well in that game. But how is he playing ahead of Sancho, ahead of Lingard in that particular game? Reason? I have no idea. It tells you that something is also wrong in Manchester United and not yeah. only in Chelsea. Yeah, yeah definitely. Looks like it, like spending money still isn't get, getting results. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it's all about time for clubs to realize that spending money is not millions on players don't get you anything. Yeah, especially if you look at the top bottom 10 teams, they're, they're, they're playing better games. They're playing better football. Players, I mean, it, it, it seems it's only in Manchester City that you spend millions and you still have to play good football. Because guess what? If you don't perform, they throw you out and they bring another replacement right away. Because Pep Guardiola is the boss. He's the manager. He's not like just the head coach. He is the manager. He manages transfers, who, bring, who comes in and who goes out. In Manchester United, that's not the same. In Chelsea, that's not the same. In Tottenham, that's not the same. In Arsenal, I don't think that's the same. So... When managers are also not able to manage who, this, who comes into the yeah. club, because that is when a manager will sign a player that he believes can play for him. But when the club makes the signing, some of the players in Chelsea were signed by the club, not by the manager who was in Chelsea at the time they came in. Manchester United, the same. Uh, Arsenal, the same. Tottenham Hotspur, the same. So it is only in Man City that the manager there, Pep Guardiola, has full charge. He calls the shots and everything, especially in player transfers. I think Liverpool has the same. Like. Yeah, exactly. F forgetting to mention uh, Liverpool. But Liverpool does not sign 
they do not really waste money in signing players. If you check, the only top millions, I mean, the players that they've spent more money on were Allison, their goalkeeper, and Van Dijk. Right, yeah. If you check the rest, they did not spend that they, much they money on them. them they, they just them. bought them low cost, low price compared to Chelsea. Chelsea bought how many, how much they bought Pulisic? I can't remember. One millions of dollars or pounds. Uh, of course, your friend Lukaku. And then, uh, yeah. and then uh, Timo Werner and then uh, Kai Havertz and then uh, um, um, who else? Even Kepa. The world's mm -hmm. most expensive goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were mentioning it. I think it accumulatively makes about like three fifty plus million pounds. That uh, in the batch. Yeah. So, so that tells you. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we we were left with the last game of the week, and um, this is Liverpool's game. I think it was one-sided game. I I remember watching the highlights and. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats. It tells everything that Liverpool dominated the game. Liverpool always dominates. Liverpool are a business football team. They don't, they don't have time to waste, you know. Um, especially if you're not giving them anything to fight for. You know, they had 27 shots, 13 on goal. Yeah. Wow. Like, uh, and look at the saves. Like 10 saves from Brighton. And, and Brighton. guess what? There are two talismans are not there. There are two talismans are not there. Mo Salah and... Uh, yeah, they were not... Money. Yeah, they, they are out money. representing Egypt and uh, Senegal at the African Cup of Nations. And yet still, Minamino, Roberto Firmino, they're, they're getting their game time now. You know, because the, the guys that keep them on the bench are away, you know. But that tells you the type of team Liverpool is. I think Liverpool is going to challenge, they'll still challenge for the title because they still have uh, one game, you know. And I think they'll still have to play Man City again this season, if, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it's going to be, a, it's now a two-horse race. And uh, if, my, if Liverpool fail in any way, you know, maybe if they lose any game, any or game. if they lose yeah. one game or tie two games from now to the end of the season, we should all forget about tie two race because Man City will win it. There is no two ways about it. Liverpool losing a game or drawing two games, forget it. Man City, it's over. Yeah, they should focus City, on Champions League. They're going to lose any game or... That don't seem like yeah. it. And that's one good thing about Man City. Once they started they did not start the season very well though. They did not start the season very well. If you look at when they start when the season started, they were down the table. But when they started winning games, twelve games in a row. Yeah. That's the twelve thing, games yeah. in a row. Yeah. So Yeah, I think what happened with time is that they became better team communication, fitness everything yeah they really do a good up. job I, honestly i don't know what i expected more from chelsea i expected a lot from chelsea a lot i expected a lot since tuchel started the season you know had his pre-season with the team it was not under covid or all the stuff i expected the team to be bossing with 
energy, to be bossing with you know, firepower, uh, players scoring goals, but we are still finding it difficult to score goals, players. Our top scorer is, is our midfielder, Missing Mount. You know, we, we're not scoring goals anymore. Uh, we, you, before, we scored more goals than, than, than Man City, when Man City was still maybe seventh or eighth. Uh, but now our goals have dried up completely and Man City have almost doubled their account. They have 41 goals plus 41 goals. That's the difference. They've scored plus 41 goals, you know. They've considered little. They're the least, they're the most stingy team in the league with giving out goals. They've scored for 54 goals in all and considered only 13. 54 goals and considering only 13. Liverpool have scored 55 goals and considered 18. Chelsea have scored 46 goals and considered 18. West Ham has scored 41 goals and considered 30. Arsenal, 33 goals, considered 25. Tottenham Hotspur has scored 23 goals and considered 20. Man United, 32 goals and considered 29. These are the top five teams, the top five teams in the league. So Man City is setting examples. There was a time I was looking, they had scored, they scored like 17 goals in, in three or four games. Yeah. And the game is all about goals. No matter what you play, yeah. Yeah. you don't score goals. What are the, What do you think? What do we think the the, the fans go? You know, spend go to the, yeah. Really what do we spend money for? Yeah, we spend money to watch yeah. people score goals. Yeah. It's the entertainment in the game there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good segue into the next game uh, that Chelsea played today, Brighton versus Chelsea. Although we have, we. We have our concerns, but let's talk about it again. And yeah, there was also a very well. It wasn't one-sided, but still, Chelsea disappointed. Uh, Lukaku not playing up to his. I don't know. <laughs> I would say if I would say up to his potential because that's what his potential is. Uh, but yeah, any any thoughts on on today's game? Uh, if 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 I would say the Man City game was terrible this was a disaster the brighton game was a disaster disaster three weeks ago we tied with brighton we were winning one zero but we couldn't get over to the line couldn't cross the finishing line we were dragging we were lethargic we were slow energy level was was completely down and Brighton scored. The same thing happened today. We scored first. Scored first. They didn't even think. They, they, I, I don't know if the, team, if the team wanted to score. If they really wanted to score yeah, a goal today. Because yeah, even when they yeah. scored, you saw no, there was no celebration. It means that there's, yes, it, I think there's fire on the mountain there. There's division in the yeah. team. There is no yeah, unity in the room, team. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of problem in the, in the, in, in the, in the, in the dressing room, you know, maybe they don't think that Ziyech should be on the field. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they don't think that Ziyech should be playing. Mm -hmm. Maybe they think some other teammates should be playing, you know, but maybe as well that the coach has more faith in, in Ziyech and that's why he, he played him. But today's game against uh, Brighton, 
that we are terrible, that we are absolutely pathetic, that we are flat-footed. That is one of the worst things I want to see a player be on the field, being flat-footed. Flat-footed, you're just walking and watching. You don't want to run. Every pass you want it to be on your feet, that's Lukaku. Mm -hmm. And you rub shoulders with the centre-backs and make life easy for the centre-backs. Yeah. You know, does he even train? Like, what does he do in the training session? Like, does he just do the stand? Like, I can understand. Like, these players are trained to to have the stamina to run for ninety minutes, sometimes one twenty minutes. But like, I don't understand that. Why doesn't he want? Like, I think that's what his style is, and that's what he was complaining about. But now he should realize that it's not working, and he, it should be stopped. I think there's a, there, something has to has to change, you know. Um, we've played uh, seven games in all competitions, and out of twelve points in the league games that we've played, we've only had three points taken from possible twelve. Mm -hmm. And when you have three points taken from just possible twelve. You just have widened the, the the gap, you know, from the you know from the teams that are ahead of you. You you've dropped and you're actually making it making the gap between the teams that are below you closer and shorter and smaller. And that is the the problem with Chelsea. You know, um, I I wouldn't say that we don't have what it takes to 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 win the game tonight. Uh, we have a better squad. We have more money. Uh, we, we, all the players that are in Chelsea, the whole Chelsea team can buy the, the whole um, Brighton team, you know, like double the price and, you know, of that. But the players were not given enough. Um, they were not really working hard. They were not really running. They were not really pushing. Um, they, they, they were not creating options. Brighton played like Man City pressing high and hard collectively as well, trying, forcing us to make mistakes, forcing us to always go back. Uh, players in the, in, the, in, the, in the attacking position, we are not making runs or shaking off marker. Sometimes you have to drop a little bit, make, get a pass, move, you drop. When you drop into the middle to get a pass, there are two things that is going to happen. There are two things that will happen. It's either the defender follows you and creates an option behind whereby your other teammate on the right or on the left will run into that and the player can get the ball or that he does not follow you, you receive and turn and attack. Yeah. But that's not for Lukaku. Lukaku stands still in between the two huge centre-backs of, of, uh, of, uh, of Brighton and calls for the ball. Them, and yeah. calls for the ball. Yeah. Or he, 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 he leans on them tries to hold the ball there, and then what do we do? What do we gain from that? I mean, and where he does it, it's not as if it's in dangerous positions or in the final third. Whenever he does that, he's already out of his position. You know, there were no crosses from the right or from the left. There were no crosses yeah, at all. No crosses Nothing sure. at all. As if Nothing. he wanted the straight passes, like, well, it's hard. These passes, the what kind of power, the passes he wants, be passed on or so hard because if you want aerial balls yeah if you want if you want 
aerial boats or long-range passes, you have to make the move. You have to make a run. Go into space, receive the ball, then run to the ball, control, and then take on the player one-on-one. -on -one. You can't be rubbing shoulder if I'm leaning on you and expect, you am, and, expect, yeah. and expect my midfielder to play the ball to you. No. Even Jorginho today, that sometimes we play those long-range passes, he did not play it because there were no movement. Yeah. Odoi did not move. Lukaku did not move. Ziyech did not move. Yeah. Nothing. Webster, the player who scored amazing goal, won at one point of the game. He, he, he outran three players. Of so course. And Lukaku, we should be expecting that kind of runs yes. from him versus Webster is, 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 is in the defense. Yeah, Lukaku is so, it's, uh, I mean, it's very unfortunate that I, we have to keep calling and mentioning his name, right? Yeah. But that's, that's basically because of what he gives on the field, you know, because of what he is not given. You know, he, it's expected that Lukaku should be intimidating yeah. all the centre-backs that he play against, you know, intimidate them, mm -hmm. outrun them. Because that is what is expected, you know. If you're going to lean on them, if you're going to, you know, go 50-50 on them, you should be able to outpower them, you know. But not, 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 not like that. I mean, when I look at Lukaku and try to remember Didier, Didier Drogba was was phenomenal, you know. He attacks Didier Drogba. He, if you check, he, he's, when he makes runs, even in crosses, he makes runs towards the front post. Lukaku goes to the second post and he's waving. And you have almost two meters center backs from Brighton that we are good in reading the ball yeah. and winning every area contest and still scoring us from a set piece. And Lukaku does not do anything. He's running, his movement inside the 18 yard box is awful, especially about crosses. I know that our players should be putting in crosses from the wings. But when he, which they did not do yeah, very one well. One time, the, even instead of crossing, I don't remember the name who the player was, but he took. That was Aspi. Aspi, yeah, Aspi, instead of just crossing the ball, the ball you know, uh, he he caught in, caught back, and made the back pass. Now, Zh, same thing, plays on the right, left footer. We expect him to be able to chip in some long ranges to Lukaku. No pass, nothing. Why? Yes, we say ZH does not make passes that should be made. He but also, he didn't get the ball possession too. This yeah, like I didn't see. I didn't see him. But ball. but also, the player that he would want to pass the ball to is standing side to side with a defender, yeah, and wants the ball. To, yeah. There was a pass he made to Lukaku, right? I mean, Lukaku wanted it out to to his he feet. Wants, yeah, he doesn't want to move. But I think it's harder for for other players to pass. That's yeah, for sure. exactly. You know, because, he, again, it's just movement without the ball. The front three today that played there, you know, Hudson Odoi and ZH. Odoi had a, a better game today, not too, not too much. He had, he had a better game today, but, again, again, ZH's performance was four out of ten. Four mm -hmm. out of ten. Kovacic, 4 out of 10. Uh, Kovacic came in. Rudiger, 5. Kante, 5. Aspi, 5. 
Every one of them, five, five. Alonso, four. Hudson Odoi, three out of ten. Jorginho, three out of ten. Lukaku is the poorest. Really? 3.4. And then he's like, what is... These are stats. These stats do not lie. They reflect players' performance. Mm -hmm. Player performance on the pitch. There is look at this thing. Yeah. Nothing. It's, it was even worse than City's game. It, it's worse than City's game. Yeah. That's what I told you that Brighton played like City. They pressed. Mm -hmm. They worked hard. They ran. Yeah. They outnumbered us. Did you watch the game with me here? When a Chelsea player has the ball in the midfield, he'll be surrounded by four Brighton players. What happens? He puts the ball out of play, or they win it from him, and then they attack us. Yeah. When Chelsea has the ball, they do the same. When they have the ball, yeah. we allow them to stroll past by. You were talking about Webster. When he dribbled past by into the 18-yard box, the, yeah. if he had taken a shot, he I bet you he would score. Yeah. But he made a cross. Yeah, basically, he was threatening everyone. <laughs> Chelsea... Even though Chelsea had more possession oh in the last 20 minutes. Forget about the possession, For some reason, man. Brighton was giving away the possession, but still Chelsea... Oh, no. Chances. It got better after Lukaku went away because we started looking... Some we started seeing more movements. It was more enjoyable to watch, and they were, like, having a little bit of pressure on Brighton, but... Yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on in, in um, Tuchel's mind that, that he's give, giving too much... I think he's trying to he's trying to give Lukaku a point to prove because Lukaku mentioned that he was not getting playing time. But right? yeah, it cost Chelsea everything. Yeah, and he cost a lot of money to to no, just like costs it could have cost a title now. Yeah, he has cost I think Lukaku has single handedly cost the title. Yeah. And let me not be too harsh on him, but I think the whole team has been horrible. So I don't know if it's only a Lukaku problem. Also, the other problem there is that there are some issues off the field, contract issues for some of the players. Some of the players, Rudiger has not signed a new contract with Chelsea. And when, when players, that, when they're in, their, in, the last, in the last six months of their, of their, of their contract mm -hmm. and they've not signed new contract, it also affects the, the, the player's stability. Yeah. You know, it's like you are, you, know, a, you, know, you don't know where you're going to go. You don't know if you're going to stay here for next season or if you're going to go to, like, Real Madrid wants Rudiger, Bayern Munich wants him, and maybe I think PSG as well. But also not Rudiger only. Aspilicueta is maybe not staying in Chelsea next season. I think he, will may, he may be going to Barcelona. Uh, Christensen. Is not has not also signed new contract mm -hmm. and his contract I think ends this uh, this summer. So we have three senior players in all in the defense. You know, in our back four or back three, yep. Christensen, Rudiger, and Spilicueta. These three sen these are three senior players. Their contract is running out and they've not been offered new contract. So that is also that brings also destabilization. In the player's mind, psychologically affects them. What am I doing? Am I just striving here for what? 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 It's, what's the? What's the next plan? What's the next line of action? What's my future like? Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I think Aspilicueta should be let go. Uh, he served the club enough and well, 
and he's been a very very diligent one of the best defenders that Chelsea have you know have had in the past couple of years you know I think after John Terry I will rate him the next uh, in terms of longevity and also in terms of uh, commitment mm -hmm. you know and level he has kept his commitment yeah. level from the day he signed the club even until today so he keeps working hard he's a pure and true professional Rudiger I think we should keep him uh, because of the energy that he has added to his yeah. game since Tuchel came in. I, I don't know if he will be the same Rudiger if he goes to Madrid, because also with Silva playing alongside in defence, mm -hmm. that at, you know, Silva is a smart, cool-headed, experienced centre-back, and Rudiger is the the one that goes hard and everything. So I think in every team you must have a crazy centre back and a cool headed centre back to be able to you know they will work hard you know together. You know Alonso, Alonso. I think we should buy another left back. You know at least this January that should be able to play in the place of Alonso. I don't think Alonso has got it anymore. So maybe he should as well be gone. So but I think this Christensen. Christensen, I think he should be let go. He's not been consistent for me, and I think he's not really strong for me personally. I love, I love physically strong centre-backs. Centre-backs that can bully defenders. Christensen is a smart player, but physically, his physiology, I, I don't really know, because if I look at all the centre-backs in the whole of England, you know, and for the teams that are very, very on top of their game, Liverpool, Manchester City, you know, even in West Ham, they are centre-backs. Even in, in Tottenham Hotspur, even in Arsenal, their centre-backs are strong and look, I mean, they look physically, when you look at their physiology, you know that they are, they are strong, you know. I want that for Chelsea. When John Terry left, when Ricardo Cavallo left, when Alex left, you know, uh, who else were these, you know, we had very good yeah, centre-backs, strong centre-backs, yeah. centre terrifying centre-backs, yeah. you know. That's the word intimidating. Yeah, you have you, to be have intimidating. Yeah, you have to be intimidating. Besides Rudiger, there's no other there person. No other person yeah. I mean, Silva has just had one year extension of his contract, but he will well, not be there forever. He's not the kind of... Uh, no, he's like... Even the young kid, Lamptey from Brighton, was outpowering Alonso today with yep. pace. Yep. You know, cool. making him commit fouls. You know, mm -hmm. when Ashley Cole played left back for us, even Asel Del Honor, which was not the best, you know, and even uh, uh, what's what's he called again? Um, uh, when Bridge, when these guys played, you know, they, they I think for def as defenders. They, they played better. Mm -hmm. I know Alonso is an attacking fullback, but I think the first job of a defender, if a fullback or wingback, your, your first job is to defend the ball. Then you look for to attack. Yeah. But Alonso cannot defend. In no way can he defend. He cannot defend at all. And that no, is... He, 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 yeah, Alonso, not, he, Alonso is the weakest pathway yeah. to, to... And he's tried to stop balls coming in defense like in a way that it could have gone into the goal like he he he, he doesn't block the ball he should be as a good defender it, it, uh, yeah I, I i don't know where you know i mean 
he has his qualities. His qualities is to score goals as a defender, scoring defender. Fine. But when it is time to defend, full backs go for tackles. I, I don't see Alonso, you know, no, that no. intensity and desire to defend. He does push, but in a, in a way that he gets a card. Yes. Like we noticed today. Yeah, exactly. Instead of intimidating and like trying to to like disturb the balance of the striker or the wingers. Yeah. You know, he he just He like, always commits fouls to Peter yeah. Yellow Cat, you know. His hands are Yeah, exactly. That, exactly. He, he does he, like he himself is weak, so he tries the, these things to balance, like adjust himself or whatever, like uh, that's not a good defender. Should yeah. Say, yeah. A, a good defender should on not. On the on the flip side the, one of their defenders, Brighton defenders, I don't remember who was that, but he, he, he managed to imbalance Ziyech many times but mm -hmm. just by, from his body. Of course. If you just give Ziyech a nudge, he's yeah. gone because he's not yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. there he, was he, one instance Ziyech was not strong. for a card. No, it was, uh, it was this is Premier time. League. And in Premier League, it is intense, it is physical. If, you, if you're not physical... The refs are not going to call for everything because they don't even know also diving is also, you know, being looked out for, you know, if you're yeah. just diving or so mm -hmm. as a professional player and playing in the Premier League, the referees are not calling everything. If imagine if they call for everything, we're not going to enjoy the game. Yeah. You know, the physicality of the game is part of the game. So you must be able to compete and stay physically on top of your game. Mm -hmm. That is what Chelsea is lacking the energy the intensity to compete physically coupled with the skills and you know the the, the ability of the team you know we that do not have that and that mm -hmm. is what ha what happened here today yeah. if you remember there was a game we played against Watford we nearly we nearly escaped the Watford game yeah. we nearly escaped the Watford game Watford where they were tearing us apart we are tearing us apart. I think we won that game 3-2 or something. I can't remember. But yes, honestly, mm -mm, mm -mm. We, we were not good. Yeah. And it all comes back again to, 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 the, to the physical condition of the team, the, the physiology of the team yeah. to be able to compete. You know, you see today's game, everyone heads down, you know, dejected. But why are you dejected? You're doing what you love. Except they are not playing the game. And maybe they don't love playing the game or they don't love to play for Chelsea. There is something going on. Even even manager Tuchel, when he was interviewed after the game, he, well, I, I, that was in the last game too. He couldn't maintain, maintain his eye contact with the interviewer. And his body language was very like he accepted defeat or instead of being very confident, he was not confident. I'm not sure how... How, what's going on but but I hope it changes in the next game and we have spores on Sunday yeah so yes I was gonna segue into the upcoming games Chelsea have a big game although Tottenham has not played in a while yeah Tottenham playing tomorrow they're playing Leicester City tomorrow so that would be a very very good game because Leicester City are also a very good team so Leicester playing Spurs tomorrow. That will help us to see what Spurs will offer on Sunday. So, 
we we're going to see how that will play out you know to to see um if 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 i'm sure antonio conte will bring a different game to to leicester city you know uh he's an energetic coach and i think he's trying to transfer that as well to 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 the players in sports uh, harry kane has not been the same player you know for for a while now since he since his failed move to to man city and he's trying to reinvent himself mm -hmm. you know looking for it where it's greener so it's not always greener elsewhere but uh, once you look for it and look for it and look for it and you fight hard to get it and you don't get it mm -hmm. it messes up your psychological approach as well and which is what he is struggling right now you know to establish form because I think uh, Hurricane dropped has dropped form a lot. Uh, he's not scoring goals like we we know that he can score. Um, the the team is trying to pick up their bits and pieces. You know uh, after after they sacked uh, Nuno Espiritu Santo. So, but since Antonio Conte came in, you know they they've been they've been doing well. Um, Although they they are not up to the speed and intensity that Antonio Conte will want for the team, because we know how Chelsea played when he came into Chelsea, you know he he played a very a high intense type of football, and that was when Chelsea started first started playing with a back three, that was when we first started with playing with back three, and then uh, with wing backs, you know uh, that was where Alonso was discovered. He mm -hmm. scored very good goals for Chelsea then, you know. Uh, Victor Moses was on the right, you know, as a, as a, he, Victor Moses is an attacking player, but was converted into a right wing back, and he gave his very best on that. And that also tells you, Victor, for example, the physiology of the players play a lot of part. It plays an important role mm -hmm. to players being able to play certain positions on the field. Yeah. So that is what Antonio is trying to do with Tottenham. So we're going to see what tomorrow will look like when Tottenham step out to play Leicester and they're playing at the, you know, uh, at, Leicester's, uh, uh, at Leicester's home ground. Yeah. So we, um, we're going to see uh, they're playing at the King Power Stadium. So hopefully they lose. I mean, suppose uh, if they lose, it means that uh, even if they win all their other games, they might not still get it to top four. Because yeah. main I, the main point idea now is that, yeah, um, I don't want them to dethrone Chelsea. Yeah. Now we're looking for top four instead of looking for the league, yeah. right? Things have changed. Th so much things have changed a lot games, now. Yeah. So we we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, I trust. Uh, I trust that Leicester will be able to to play a good game tomorrow. I know some of their top players are. Playing for Nigeria, the uh, African Cup of Nations. Mm -hmm. uh, Ghana was knocked out today, so uh, they are one of their centre backs uh, will be coming back. But I'm sure it will not be until maybe uh, he will not be coming back and playing tomorrow. So he will be coming back and playing uh, uh, in the next couple of weeks. But the but the other two midfielders uh, and Didi and, um, and uh, Ihana Cho are still with Nigeria. The Afcon. So we'll, we'll see how that goes tomorrow and what type of team, uh, you know, 
uh, Leicester will be presenting. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other game is uh, Brentford and Manchester United. Brentford is a tricky team. They are full of energy. You know, they have workaholic players as well. Yeah. And uh, with the display from Man United, mm -hmm. you know, Man United defenders, uh, actually, if you give them space, that's when they can play and uh, play you out. But if you, if you disturb them, intimidate them, try to, you know, push them hard, you know. Yeah. And they're like at the bottom of the table, not very bottom, but still it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting one because, yeah, Brentford. Uh, they're home and United is struggling too. Exactly. So that makes it an interesting game of football tomorrow. Uh, Brentford are 14th on the table. And they're playing Man United, who are seven, so seven places in between. So we'll see how that will go. And uh, yeah, I will predict for a win for Brentford or maybe a, a draw. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I hope that Leicester will beat Spurs tomorrow. I'm sorry, Antonio Conte. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at this picture, how we're looking at the Oh, uh, yeah, look at them. Look at, just look this at is them. The Chelsea's. Um, Look at the players, yeah. downcast, yeah, heads are down, heads down, yeah. shoulders down. Yeah. You've given up, and this was after, 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 uh, after, after the no, after not the after the game, after the goal. When the, when you know, scored. when a team is vibrant and when a team is upbeat, and even though you consider a goal, you still gather yourselves together and you push and you fight. I remember there was a game sometime, some seasons ago. Some years ago, not just seasons ago, it was Chelsea against Reading. Was it Reading? I think so. Oh, no, I think it was QPR, Queen's Park Rangers. That game, Chelsea finished that game with nine men. And Chelsea won that game. Didier Drogba played in that game. You know, we were... The team was together. They were playing for one another. They were fighting hard. We got a red card. We finished that game with nine men. But it tells you the energy in the team, the desire in the team to work hard, to be able to win, to not lose that game. Imagine this team going down nine men. Just imagine. Yeah. We went down ten men against Liverpool that we tied 1-1 last year. Yeah, it's a and and, and we, we still stayed and we played. I don't know what has happened to the team. There is something going on in the dressing room yeah. of this team. There is something. There's a background thing going on there. Yeah. Maybe there are cliques and players fighting each other and the manager is torn in between because he knows that, yes, he is German and there are some German players there. And, and uh, honestly, I don't even know where to attribute the problem, but I know that there's something going on in the something dressing room. Something really big going something on. Something really big. Something really big. Want to talk about. They, of course, because he cannot. Talks, then the team is going to crumble. Well, the team is already crumbling. Definitely, he will be fired if he talks. I yeah, think so. Yeah. And trust me, you fire Tuchel now. That's the worst thing that can happen to Chelsea, yeah. because I do not know which manager. Excuse me, that it's outside there. Will take this. Will no. That has the ability to take this team to where it should be. There are some managers there that have been fired or that are without jobs. But is there any manager at the caliber of Tuchel that can take Chelsea 
to where they need to be or where they where they belong. No, Is there any other type of Pep Guardiola, Antonio Conte, even Raf Dragnik? No. Even Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Jose Mourinho did not have a good. So he's not, he's not even having a good time. I mean, I, mean he's, I don't think he'll ever come back to Chelsea. But I'm saying there is no manager out there that has the quality and that, that is at the caliber of, of this guy that we have right now. So if there is, I think we have the right manager, but maybe we have the wrong players. True. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Something, yeah, I hope we, we get to learn what's going on or Chelsea gets better. Best case scenario. But yeah, that's these are the games uh, for tomorrow and then on Thursday. It's, uh, I think this is a cup game. Yeah. Oh, Arsenal so play, you know, that would, this is a cracker of yeah. a game. Yeah. It's a cracker of a game, the Arsenal against Liverpool. It's a cracker of a and game. This is a postponed game. Yeah, it's a it's a rescheduled game. Um, last week they played zero zero in the first leg, mm -hmm. so it's going to be a cracker yeah. of a game. So I'm looking forward to that game, Arsenal against Liverpool. I don't think Liverpool will will play with full squad. They will play with full yeah, squad because this is a semi final here, yeah. and they need to get to a cup final. At least it's been a while since Liverpool was in a cup final. In England, you know, not in Europe, but in England. But uh, yes, they played their full squad in the last timeout on uh, last week. So this time around, they have to push. And uh, Arsenal will play in their full squad. So if Liverpool does not play their full squad, uh, and they are playing away at Arsenal, so mm -hmm. there might be uh, a thing or two there. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, what do you um, predict what's going to happen? I want Liverpool to win. win. I want Liverpool to win. One of my friends, uh, one of my very good friends, a Liverpool fan. So yeah. I want him to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, that's for you here. Uh, he's from Liverpool, actually. And, you know, so um, I think Liverpool will win, but I think they will get to extra time yeah. and maybe penalty shootout and Liverpool will win. So... We will see. We'll see, yeah. Yeah. And on Friday, the Watford versus Norwich City? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Watford plays Norwich. This is a very good game as well. Cracker. The fight of the Batons. Mm -hmm. The Baton. Yeah, as you said, they, 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 they're the 17th. Right yeah, the 17th and the, I think the, the 19th right. on the league yeah. table or the 18th. I think Watford had climbed to 18th. So Watford would see this as an opportunity for them to come out of the drop zone. And uh, Watford, uh, Norwich will also, actually Norwich will see this game as an opportunity to come out of the drop zone, mm -hmm. while Watford will see this as an opportunity for them to go a little bit higher up the table. Because mm -hmm. the far you go up the table, right, the, the better chances you have for you so know, I think from surviving. It's be I think Watford hard. will win this game. Yeah. I think Watford will win the game there. So, yeah. Saturday looks packed. And, and yeah, I mean, that's the normal uh, Premier League weekend again. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see to that. Uh, Lots of games. Um, 
the last topic on the list that we want to talk about is the FIFA. Oh, FIFA. I think we got to do another show for this one. Yeah. We got to do another <laughs> show for the one. Right. This one is it. Uh, guys, I hope you don't get bored with our Chelsea rant and, and uh, <coughs> bless you. You're sneezing on camera, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. To, you're, uh, you're a normal human yeah. being, so that's okay. Um, we are not mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One day, one day at a time. Uh, yeah, we, we should do another show for, uh, for, for the... For the awards. Yeah. yeah, for the FIFA awards, which was full of crap uh, for me. But anyway, yep. is that all we have for now? Yeah, and, that's uh, all for today. Well, guys, you've heard all about my rant. Yeah, it was a rant week, but it was a necessary rant. Uh, because as football football fans, we, we want quality football versus uh, problems. Yeah, we, need, we just uh, let the problems, you know, be settled, you know, in the clubs and uh, let the fans enjoy the game. You and I, we are fans, you know, um, I, you know, when you're passionate about the game, basically you have to you have to talk about these things, you know, because it's part of what makes life, you know, going. You know, you do your work in, in your in your office. You mm -hmm. come back home and you, you try to enjoy some football, you know. So, and when your team d gives you a garbage type of football, it's like, what's all this? You know, we all are paying yeah. for for to watch these players. Either you're streaming it online, you're paying for data to stream it, you're paying for the services from the streaming service, or you're paying for a cable service to watch the game. And you're, you are buying tickets, or you're a season ticket holder, you're going to the stadium to watch the game. And these guys are multimillionaires being paid to play football, a football that they were just a hobby, right? But they are the fortunate ones to to make millions out of the game, right? Mm -hmm. So why shouldn't they get on the field there yep. and give their very best, you know, so that we fans can also enjoy quality football. But uh, for some teams, some teams are doing it very well. Brighton, kudos to you guys. You guys are doing it very well. Uh, Porter, you know, Graham Porter is a very, very good coach and maybe he might go to a bigger club soon. Everton is considering signing him. You know, it's one of those that they would want to have. You know, Everton is a big club. No offense to Brighton, yep. but I think Everton is a bigger club. You know, and um, but yeah, uh, Man City always doing it well. You know, where even before Guardiola came, they did it well with Pellegrini. They won Premier League. Also, they won with Roberto Mancini. Mm -hmm. So it's not as if uh, you know they have not been doing well. So. These are teams that are trying to give quality football. Don't forget Liverpool. Liverpool has been on it for Saints, even though they won it for the first time in the last two seasons. But trust me, they have, they have been at it all the time, you know. Uh, Chelsea has been at it, but sometimes we fluctuate. It's like if there is a, a, a cancerous, a cancerous thing in Chelsea that once a manager comes in, there's always something that happens that players just drop down tools and not ready to work i don't know that thing must be purged maybe i should i should come and do some some work in the team spiritually mm -hmm. or something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah well you guys thank you very much for 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 listening and watching you know uh you can just put this in the background and listen while you do your stuff because yeah. i think this is a very very long podcast yeah, like two, two hours oh my goodness wow yeah. 
anyway, we appreciate you guys and uh, thank you very much. See you guys next time. Take care. Enjoy the games. Up the Chels. <laughs>